Hello, 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 everybody. Um, I know it's been a while since I posted a podcast, but um, I kind of had been putting it off, and a lot of the time I just got really self-conscious about opening up that much, Um, especially with Blissful in my body. If you listen to that episode, um, I was very vulnerable, and sometimes it's hard for me to be vulnerable, um, mostly because... For a lot of my life, I was very open and, um, it kind of backfired on me, so I shut down a lot, uh, especially the last year. But I thought I would do a fun episode. It's currently 6.30 in the morning, by the way. I just woke up at like 4 in the morning and just could not go back to sleep for the life of me. So I was thinking, what would be a fun kind of a fun podcast for everybody to listen to, just a fun short one um, that isn't as heavy-bearing as my last two have kind of been. Um, So I thought I'd talk about some of my favorite movies and what they're about, Um, you know, give you guys some suggestions, maybe even talk about um, some songs that I really, really enjoy and why I enjoy them. Um... So without further ado, here's Paris's top list of movies and music that kind of changed my life and why. So first, I want to start off with probably one of my most favorite comfort movies, um, and that's The Perks of Being a Wallflower. If you haven't seen that movie, I don't know what you're doing with your life, <laughs> but if you if you haven't seen it, I highly suggest watching it. I think it's on Netflix. I know it's on Amazon, um, but there are millions of movie sites you can probably watch it on. I probably shouldn't say that, uh, you know, encouraging watching pirated movies, but the person of being a wallflower is worth it, you know. This, this uh, movie is all about this boy named Charlie, and he went through a um, pretty traumatic experience... Uh, with a family member committing suicide and he was just starting high school is when this movie starts um which of course sounds really really cheesy uh the start of every coming of age teenage movie you know is uh almost exactly like that but uh it's an amazing movie it was originally it was it's based off of a book um i can't remember who wrote the book but I do suggest reading the book as well. I'm not much of a book reader, but this one was a good one. Um, and I think one of the reasons why this movie is so comforting to me, because it has so many kind of comforting quotes, and just the way that it's written is unapologetically um, real, and really dives into struggles within yourself and um kind of accepting when something's wrong and and not hiding it and kind of letting people into your life that you wouldn't expect to kind of letting your guard down um i think another part of why i like this movie so much is the quotes in this movie like the script and the book itself has so many amazing um, 
quotes and thoughts to think about. I thought I'd, I thought I'd share a few. Um, one of my favorites that everybody pretty much knows that has seen the movie is uh, Charlie was talking to his teacher, and he said, uh, asked his teacher about why do people pick the wrong people to date. And his teacher, who's actually pay- played by Paul Rudd, by the way, um, the teacher answers with, we accept the love we think we deserve. And that one really hit close to home for me. Um, we really do. I We not just lower our standards, but the only way we can accept um, quote-unquote love is because we, we, you know, we think we deserve it. We think this, you know, we think it'll all work out. And sometimes we don't even accept people's love because we don't think we deserve it, you know? Have you ever felt that way where you just kind of, someone's almost too good for you? That's how I kind of relate to that quote. Um, Another quote from this movie that I just thought I'd let resonate with you is, uh, this is also Charlie talking. Quote, so this is my life, and I want you to know that I'm both happy and sad, and I'm still trying to figure out how that could be. And, um, that one really resonated with me from the first time I heard it, the first time I read it, um, Because we we think of our end goal, I guess, and I don't I don't know about everybody else, but my end goal is to be happy, is to be happy and successful and feel loved, and I don't think, you know, I haven't made up in my mind that feeling happy and feeling loved would be being married and having a family. Um, and having, you know, a, a job that I enjoy and being able to have money to do the things I want to do. But that sounds kind of stupid, don't you think? Kind of materialistic. I'm trying to stray away from that. I'm trying to find a path to to true happiness. But honestly, I honestly think there's no such thing as true happiness, true blissfulness in your entire life. And I think that's okay. Because if you were completely satisfied with your life, what would drive you to want more and do more and do better for yourself? You know? Um, so that, that movie really, really resonates with me a lot. It's, like I said, it's one of my favorite comfort movies. Someone asked me what's one of my favorite movies, and usually I answer with that. On a much lighter note, um, my next movie that I thought I would suggest to you guys is The Glorious Bastards, uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino. It's got uh, Brad Pitt in it. Uh, who else is in it? Um, I, I can't think of his name, but he's the guy who plays Ryan from The Office. Uh, great movie. Any movie by Quentin Tarantino I always love. They are pretty graphic, and they are pretty uh, gory. Uh, so if you don't like those kinds of movies, I wouldn't suggest watching it. But Quentin Tarantino has an amazing way of directing. He cuts, most of his movies are kind of cut up into acts and parts that kind of all come together at the end, especially in Inglorious Bastards. 
um, another good movie of his, Pulp Fiction, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, all great ones, but Inglorious Bastards is my favorite, mostly because it is set in um, Europe during uh, Nazi Germany, and I've always found World War II extremely interesting to me. Just the fact that it shows how much bitterness and religion even can just absolutely tear the world apart. Not saying that religion is bad. I think people having something to believe in is good and drives us to be a better person um, in most situations. But however, there are flaws and there it's um it's just a great movie it's about uh obviously it's in different acts and bits with different characters but it's uh pretty much about two different groups of people one is a elite group of US um US soldiers in fact most of the most of their soldiers uh were Jewish which is kind of a I think that's funny that's kind of a slap in the face because they were raining hellfire in Europe upon Nazis they were um they're Nazi killers, you know, as Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt put it in the movie, killing Nazis. He has a, a really great accent in that movie, real Southern accent, killing Nazis. And, uh, it's the story of that group of, uh, elite U.S. soldiers and, um, a young, well, she, she's grown up now, but, um, a young girl, her family was killed um, when she was young, and she was able to escape being murdered and uh, ended up hosting, is hosting uh, in the movie, a big event with Nazis because she owns a theater um, and meets a, meets a Nazi soldier that takes a liking to her, even though she has, uh, she has a love interest who's actually African-American. Um, he's from France, I believe, the man is, uh, from France, but is, uh, African, and this, uh, movie theater owner has a, um, a black lover, and, uh, which, of course, in Nazi-covered territory in that age was, was very, very rare, um, and almost walking on eggshells, and, uh, basically the group of the group of U.S. soldiers and the um, French lady and her husband both plot the downfall of uh, some of the biggest Nazi leaders. Um, amazing movie. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil these too much because I just, trust me, watch these. Um, the next movie I actually just watched the other day. And uh, it's a documentary. It's on YouTube and it's called Church Camp. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Inglorious Bastards is on Netflix. I think it still is. Um, so Church Camp. This almost chilled me to my bone. I have kind of always had um, some some. I've always bared caution with religion, um, especially Western religion, which is mostly just Christianity cut and dry most people here are christians catholic lutheran mormon um which i think all fall under the subcategory or subcategories of uh christian uh bible believing um no matter what era of the bible or what era you're talking about um 
And church camp was about, uh, I can't remember when it was filmed. In fact, let me Google it really quick. It was shot in 2006. And um, they, these two filmmakers visit an evangelical Christian summer camp. And it's called Kids on Fire. Um, and it was, the, the program was taking children from probably, I'd say, about the ages of 6 to 15, 16 years old and strengthen their um, evangelical Christian beliefs. And um, the founder of the camp, her name's Becky Fisher, she talked about her miss mission um, to basically indoctrinate um, youths into the world for God and the word of God. Um, into into younger people because as she said you know religion is a she, she almost put it as if religion was like a a war strategy and uh it chilled me to my bone because i'm i would say i'm spiritual i'm religious yes um but this was terrifying um she had these kids chanting in all these foreign language tongues and it was it almost looked like these kids were brainwashed at this at this camp and it i don't even know how to explain it without offending anybody but if you have some doubts or some um past experiences and trauma with 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 Christianity I wouldn't suggest you watching it in case that you might um get offended or take it the wrong way but just to look at this documentary and look at the impact religion has on young children um I would suggest watching it it's a it's a very chilling movie in the fact that it's so real and it doesn't mean to be kind of scary but it almost is um, the next movie, also pretty new, it's on Netflix, it's, uh, Netflix. it's called Seaspiracy, and I just got my parents to watch this movie, um, and it's essentially about, um, basically how our world's oceans are at their downfall, and it's because of fishing. Which, um, it, it, it was crazy. Like, it was absolutely crazy. So you talk about, you know, everyone likes to talk about save the oceans, save the turtles. Don't use reusable straws, reusable bottles. Try not to throw away as much plastic, you know, things like that. And what the film suggested essentially was that most of the, the ocean's plastic was fishing nets and uh big fishing companies not only cause the most pollution but they also um aren't truthful about keeping other endangered species safe while they're fishing um especially over in japan and it was this huge um this huge conspiracy i can't remember what other country they went to um but they uh were being followed 
pretty much the whole time they were in this uh this fishing town and uh almost probably had their life threatened in multiple occasions because these fishing companies don't want anybody to see what kind of operations they're running. Um, and uh, basically, I would just say, I would highly suggest it and uh, think about your impact on the earth just by being a consumer. You know, you don't have to go out there and fight, you know, fishermen that are killing dolphins every time they get tuna or... Um, killing sharks or whales, which are very, very important animals in our ecosystem. Um, but as a consumer, you know, it really helped me be mindful of what I'm, how what I'm purchasing and what I'm putting into my body, especially fish and um, any kind of animal uh, is extremely important um, because we need food, yes. But I also think that part of... Um, eating animals is being mindful that this is this animal is to provide for us and should be treated um be treated with some respect in a manner and uh should be done in shouldn't be done in an efficient manner um hunting for these animals should be done it shouldn't be done efficiently is basically what I'm saying because uh, efficiency leads to ignorance. And uh, when you have big boats with nets scraping the bottom of the ocean, um, killing algae and uh, killing millions and millions of fish um, and literally choking out our ocean, um, definitely helped me be mindful about that. I told my dad, I was like, no more fish, no more crab, no more shrimp, no more tuna, nothing, because it's awful, and uh, it really made me think about the impact that I kind of have on the planet and the world um, as a person. The last movie that I thought I would talk about is uh, Captain Fantastic. I believe, I can't remember if this was on Hulu or Netflix, I want to say it's on Netflix, um, but Captain Fantastic is, I think, a great movie. Um, it's essentially about a dad and his family who live deep in, like, the wilderness, and they're isolated from society, and the, the husband and the wife devote their entire lives to raising their kids to think from all standpoints. They made them extremely, like, athletic and was just kind of guiding them um, into coexisting from nature while being out of society. And um, the mother ended up passing. And the story is kind of about them going to their mother's funeral, traveling to their mother's funeral, um, and being opened up to society. And um, kind of seeing what the what life is like and how people are like. Um great movie fantastic movie actually um i would highly suggest watching it like i said netflix and i can talk more about movies that i like too if you guys want me to um i watch movies and tv shows often <laughs> so i have i have a lot of suggestions but those were kind of my top five movies that have just been on my radar and on my mind lately 
Um, so next I thought I'd talk about some music that I enjoy. Um, if you know me, you know that I, uh, I like alternative music. I really enjoy 21 Pilots. I really enjoy The Strokes. I really enjoy Young the Giant. Um, I love Lady Gaga. Love Lady Gaga. Um, she was fantastic in A Star Is Born. If you also haven't seen A Star Is Born with her and Bradley Cooper, stop what you're doing and go watch it. I don't care if you have to pay $7 on Amazon to rent it, do it. Um, my, uh, I don't, I, I rarely see my dad cry and get emotional, but my mom told me the first time he watched that movie, he even teared up quite a bit. Um, it's a, it's a fantastic movie, but, uh, love Lady Gaga. I'm not a big fan of her new albums. I was more of a, Gosh, I can't even remember what album it was with her with the sunglasses. You know, Poker Face and Alejandro, some of her older ones. Um, but piggybacking uh, back on some of the artists that I like, I really enjoy 21 Pilots. Um, I actually kind of got into them uh, because I found out, this was back when I was... Um, Oh man, I must have been in like 7th, 6th or 7th grade. And uh, I heard some of their music and just loved it. And uh, one of their songs, one of my favorite songs actually, A Tear in My Heart, um, was on the Billboard charts for a while and I heard it on the radio. And I was like, oh my god, Toronto Pass is on the radio, yes. I got super excited, and they've definitely grown in popularity a lot more, but they actually have an album coming out in May. I want to say it was May 21st or 24th, something like that. Um, I have it actually on my calendar because I'm a dweeb like that. But I actually went to, it's uh, May 21st <laughs> is when the album's coming. I actually went to a 21 Pilots concert. My mom took me. It was a Christmas gift. Um my freshman year of high school and that was actually my first music concert ever and I still remember that concert so vividly so vividly like crazy amounts of how much I remember from that um in fact I always I always laugh at myself because I can't remember a math equation to save my life um I can't remember what I did yesterday but I can remember almost every single concert that I've been to I can remember the set list I can remember what songs they played and how they sounded, whether I had them recorded or not. I just remember in my head, which I think is kind of weird, but also kind of remarkable. You know, I could even tell you what uh, 21 Pilots' first song that they played was Heavy Dirty Soul. Um, and the last one they played was Trees. And I remember when we were playing Trees, I was actually in general admission. I was in the little mosh pit with my mom, um, which I was like, kudos to her for having the courage to do that. because she, she rarely gets, I don't think she ever gets general admission tickets. Um, I remember I was in the general admission with my mom and there was a guy kind of close to me. And when they started playing Trees, I just specifically remember this kid crying his eyes out <laughs> at this concert. Um but I've also been to, uh, what other concerts have I been to? I've been to 21 Pilots. I've been to Imagine Dragons. I've been to Ed Sheeran. Um, I've been to Young the Giant. Um, but 
I would have to say probably one of my, my top concerts would have to be 21 Pilots or Young the Giant. Um, I went to Young the Giant in Missoula, Montana, if you know where that is, at the Wilma, which if you ever get to see a show in the Wilma, it is awesome. It's a pretty small indoor kind of theater venue, um, but it's so intimate, and I loved that that concert specifically so much because it was so intimate. Um, I went with two other friends from actually the worship team that I was on when I went to church uh, when I was in high school, and uh, we got there early, and we were like the first people in line, and um, got to be at the front of the stage. Like it was, it was amazing, absolutely remarkable. Um, I I will say I love I love music, probably more than most things in my life. It uh, helps me express myself. It helps me cope with what I'm going through. It helps me in ways that nothing else has helped me before. Um, and a lot of songs. I almost have emotional attachments to, even if I don't necessarily like them anymore because I'm so sick and tired of hearing them, every time I hear a song, a certain song, you know, I, I can think of a person or I can think of a certain time in my life and I almost get, I just get flashbacks to certain times in my life and think about it and think about people. I can't tell you how many people I barely even talk to. But I, I, I almost sync their personality with a song in my head. And every time I think of that person or hear from that person, I think of said song. And it's uh, it's honestly a pretty cool thing, you know. There, you know, there are certain people that I see, even my family even, and I just look at them and I think that's their song. Uh, and I'll be hearing it in a grocery store and think of them. Um, I definitely associate with music very much. I play, I don't even know how many instruments I play. I play guitar, ukulele. Um, I play acoustic and electric. I'm not very good at electric. I'm I'm a lot better at acoustic. Um, I play piano. I used to play saxophone in high school, alto and tenor saxophone. Um, I, I just love music. It's my comfort. It's my comfort. And uh, honestly, I could... I could tell you a million times how how diverse my music taste is, but there's really no way to explain it, you know. If uh, anyone looks at my Spotify, I'm pretty sure they might just be so confused because they're like, you know, you have, uh, okay, so you have some 21 Pilots, and then it's like, back that ass up. And then it's like Elton John. And then it's... um, the Lumineers, and then it's the High School Musical soundtrack, and then it's Sam Smith, and then it's, like, it just is all over the place, and I think it's, it's awesome. I love looking at other people's playlists. I stalk people on Spotify almost constantly, because I love to see what people are listening to. I think you can, I honestly think you can look into someone's soul based on the music they listen to. Um... The only music I'm not a big fan of, the only genre of music, I guess, is country music. I've never been a big fan of that. Uh, but I love to swing dance. Me and my oldest brother, Libyan, one of my favorite pastimes uh, in high school, we would go to Mormon dances, um, Mormon party dances, and uh, me and him would dance with each other all the time, swing dance. 
and we had some really cool tricks and and cool dance moves we would do together and it's uh it was one of my favorite memories looking back and I wish I hope soon we can go out dancing again um but I don't know a lot of places that do have dancing like that in Montana let alone where I'm at um but I thought I would I would uh kind of rattle off some of my some of my favorite songs right now if you guys want to listen to them. Um Summertime in Paris by Jaden Smith and Willow Smith. Fantastic song. Reminds me of last summer, um, and right after I graduated. Sedona by Houndmouth. I love the name Sedona. Um it's actually on the list up there for baby girl names. Um which, by the way, coming up with baby names, so hard. Especially, you don't realize how many people you hate until you're trying to name a baby. Because then you hear a name and you like associate it with someone you met that you didn't like. And you're like, nope, I can't do that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, other songs. The Adults Are Talking by The Strokes, great song. Uh, the Bidding by Tally Hall, also a fantastic song. Um, Day and Night and um, Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi. I'm sure you guys have heard that one. Kid Cudi never misses, if we're being honest. Um, I love Mac Miller. Anything from, uh, which album is it? Let me, the Divine Feminine album by Mac Miller as a whole is fantastic. Um, good 21 Pilots album is Vessel. It's one of their older ones, but I love it. Um, Mac Miller's Swimming album, also fantastic. Um, Anderson Pack Come Down is fantastic. Um, I really like Tyler the Creator's um, Bastard album. Um, it's a Bastard and Wolf album altogether. Has like it's Bastard Wolf and Goblin. Uh, if you listen to those in order, it kind of tells a story. Um, and that's a great album. Tyler, the Creator is pretty um, graphic. Like, I, I would never listen to Tyler, the Creator with my parents around or my siblings around, but I actually kind of enjoy it. Um, I'm also a big fan of Counting Crows. My mom was, my mom likes them a lot. Um, and she told me that she listened to their Hard Candy album almost constantly when... Uh, she was pregnant with me and I love that album. So Ken and Crow's Hard Candy album, my personal favorites are Butterfly in Reverse, Holiday in Spain, um, and Big Yellow Taxi. That's a really good one. Um, I also have really been enjoying Olivia Rodrigo lately. Her song Driver's License came out in the beginning of 2021 and that had everyone just pulling at their heartstrings but she just recently dropped a song called uh deja vu and the whole feud between her and joshua bassett and sabrina carpenter is uh definitely interesting i honestly think it's all a publicity stunt from disney um but regardless it's it's brought some pretty good music into my life so um i also really enjoy kanye um his song Runaway is probably from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That album is probably one of the most amazing and breathtaking songs I've ever heard. Um, 
let's let's analyze this for a second let's analyze runaway um if you haven't listened to this song listen to it right now and come back because i will wait okay i'll wait hold on pause me right now okay i hope you're back <laughs> runaway by kanye west um i'm just gonna read the first four lines and I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong. You've been putting up with my shit just way too long. I'm so gifted at finding what I don't like the most. So I think it's time for us to have a toast. Um, the first line, and I always find something wrong, kind of is a, is a tribute to Kanye's pessimistic personality. Um, and I, I, I kind of, I resonate with that for sure. You know, you could be in the best situation be in the best um the best spot be really happy and still kind of find something off about how you're feeling or you just instantly have that kind of switch where you're like I don't want to be here anymore I don't want to do this I can't just enjoy something like this anymore um you've been putting up with my shit just way too long I think he was talking about Kim um his ex-wife I'm so gifted at finding what I don't like the most also kind of a homage to his his pessimistic personality um so then he says it's time for us to have a toast have a toast for the douchebags have a toast for the assholes have a toast for the scumbags every one of them that i know let's have a toast for the jerk offs that i'll never take work off baby i got a plan run away as fast as you can um it's almost what what I take away from the song is kind of that Kanye is saying, I'm kind of not worth your time. I'm pessimistic. I'm angry. And you should run away from me. Um, basically pushing away. And the rest of the lyrics, you'll have to read yourself if you want to think about it. Um, it talks about how he wasn't, he's not very good at um, romance and how he isn't good with women and isn't good in relationships um, and how he blames pretty much everything on other people in his life or God instead of confronting that, um, which, you know, it resonates. It hits pretty hard to home sometimes. Um, on to kind of lighter music. I really enjoy Hamilton. I kind of got into Hamilton probably about a year ago. Um, when the, the the musical came out on Disney Plus, I watched that shit religiously. I still do. Um, my favorite song from that entire musical is "Wait for It" with Leslie Odom Jr. Oh my god, beautiful song! I love it. Um, other, I'm not, I'm not really into a lot other more musicals. Um, I like Grease and I like Mamma Mia. But I haven't really seen any other ones. Um, I also really enjoyed Glee as a kid. Um, and now, kind of, I just don't watch it as much. Um, the TV show. And I know everyone always gives Glee a bad rap. Um, but I kind of enjoy it. I think it's a good... I think it's a good show. Um, I've currently been watching, um, as far as, like, TV shows, um, a lot of, uh, 
Orange is the New Black. I rewatch that show all the time. I've been watching that show since probably my freshman, sophomore year of high school, and I still will go back and rewatch it because I love it more and more every time. Um, if you haven't seen that, I suggest you do, but careful not to binge watch it because you will feel empty when you're done. Um, try to pace yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Stranger Things, of course. I don't know anyone who doesn't watch that movie or that um, TV show, excuse me. Um, Black Mirror, also fantastic. I'm waiting for them to bring me a new season, but they haven't yet. Um, I also really enjoy, I mean, Rick and Morty, Letter Kenny, very, those are both very, um, comedic relief shows for me. You know, you watch Orange is the New Black and it's very heavy with all the women. Um, Orange is the New Black is about a women's prison. Um, and you kind of have some heavy, heavy feelings from that show sometimes. So I'll go watch Rick and Morty or watch Letter Kenny to kind of up myself up, uh, bring myself up again. Uh, great. Great shows. Very funny shows. I mean, of course, I watch The Office. I'm watching Schitt's Creek currently. My parents watched it, or are watching it still, I think. And I think it's awesome. I also like Parks and Rec. I know lots of people either like The Office or Parks and Rec, but I like both. I always like to see myself as Leslie Nope, especially when I did a lot of middle school and high school uh, student council. Um... So yeah, um, I just thought I would, you know, keep it light this week and kind of give you guys some suggestions on movies and music and uh, TV shows. Um, I think that's going to be all for this episode today, Um, but thank you for listening. Please, please send me more suggestions for things to talk about, Um, and hopefully I'll have another episode up soon. Love you guys. Bye.